It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back into the program, the second hour here on Wednesday. And 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. App chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app if you don't want to call in, but you still want to be part of the conversation. And we were talking about the new security measures that will be in place this year for the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. It was requested by the police department, uh, the president, of Club Metarens, uh, Tim Rodriguez told me yesterday. Tim Rodriguez told me yesterday that um, the request from the police happened about four months ago, when they sat down and had their annual like pre-feast plan planning for security measures. So this is not something that just came down with a couple of weeks ago. They've known about this for months. Um, Tim said that they had time to explore possibilities for different security companies and that they decided to go with this company because of their track record. It's uh, New England Security Solutions out of Rhode Island. They provide, uh, according to Tim, they provide the festival security for Boston Calling, which if you've gone to that event, maybe you were one of the people lucky enough to win tickets when we were giving them away. If you've gone to that event, you know that it's not only is it safe and secure, but it's easy to get in and out. It's it's not, I mean, when you're leaving at the end and everybody's leaving all at once, you know, you kind of got to wait a little bit to get through. But I, I never stopped moving in the time that I was trying to leave. Like at no point was I standing there waiting because a mass of humanity was trying to get through the gates. It moved very smoothly. And getting in was a breeze. I never had to wait in line to get in at all. Again, I didn't show up at the beginning when doors opened. But I think the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament is a lot of the same thing. It's people coming in and out throughout the course of the day. And that's maybe one downside to this. One downside to having to go in and go through a security checkpoint and go through a metal detector is that you do lose some of that ability to just freely walk out of the feast grounds, come back. So if you had to run to the car and get something, you know, so that that's probably the only real downside for you, the feast goer, you know, obviously for the feast committee, there's an additional cost of this. And although the folks at the the club and the feast committee are not putting a number on what it's going to cost, Barry had heard $54,000. He posed that figure to Jim Vieira, the treasurer of the feast, uh, yesterday on the air. And Jim responded back with, yeah, you know, probably in that ballpark. So we're looking at about a $50,000, $54,000 cost to the club, to the feast for this additional security. So obviously people are going to think to themselves, well, if that's an added cost for them, they're going to pass that on to us. Even though the fe- the feast is free entrance, the you could stand there all day and watch all of the entertainment and not have to spend a dime. 
I mean, most people do. Most people want to buy some food. They want to buy some drinks. They want to buy some whatever else you're going to buy when you're there. But Jim told Barry yesterday, none of the prices have gone up. None of the prices are going up to cover this. He said that beer actually went down a dollar this year, and they're giving you a bigger cup. So this is not having an effect on you directly. This is only something that is coming out of the the club's overall uh, coffers as a result of the fees. So I mean, now will that have an impact in how much money they can give to the community? Because they give a lot of money to the community, not only in the scholarships, but they donate to a lot of other nonprofits. So is that going to hurt them a little bit in that? I'm sure. I'm sure that some of that will be an issue, but they're also putting on more and more events each year down at the feast grounds. They're diversifying the entertainment that they put on throughout the course of the year so that all their eggs just aren't in the feast basket. And I think it'll all come out in the wash. And as Tim Rodericks told me, it's more important to have the security of people and to have people go in there feeling like they're safe and secure. But I am seeing a backlash of comments about it on social media. If you go to the WBSM Facebook page, you can add your comments into the conversation. But if you go in there, you can read some of the comments that people have been saying about this because to them, they're not looking at it as a way to be safe. And by the way, this doesn't mean safe because the feast hasn't been safe. Now, we all remember decades ago the reputation that the feast had. And they've worked very hard to erase that negative reputation and to have it be known as a great family-friendly event. Are there going to be issues? Of course. There always are going to be issues. Are we still going to reach out to the police on the day after the feast, on the Monday following feast weekend on, uh, on August 7th and say, what was the clink account for this week? And yeah, they're going to tell us, you know, how many arrests there were. And there will be some. Inevitably, when you get 100,000 people or more coming through a small, pretty much one or two block area over the course of four days, yeah, there's going to be some, some issues. There's always going to be some knuckleheads that have a little bit too much to drink. And then they get that liquid courage. And then who knows what's going to happen. So those things are always going to happen. There's always going to be people who are going to show up who are on law enforcement's radar. Excuse me, I had to sneeze. So they're going to, you know, be able to make warrant arrests when they see people there. You know, there's always going to be stuff like that that happens. Those I don't take into account at all as being anything negative on the feast itself. So... They fought very hard to have a, 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 well, I shouldn't say fought, but they've worked very hard to have a place where it doesn't have the fights, the arguments, the issues that it might have had in the past. This security is not because of the feast. This security is because of the world that we live in. It's because of the way that other festivals and other events have been targeted by disturbed people. And that this is unfortunately the reality of the world that we have to live in today. Unfortunately, we have to have 
prevention. And as Jim Vieira told Barry yesterday, they'd rather be proactive than reactive. They would rather have these security protocols in place now than have to do it after a tragedy happens. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Yeah, good morning, Tim. How you doing? Yeah, regarding the, the Madeira Feast, you know, uh, so families are going to get to the checkpoints. They have their strollers, baby strollers. Mm-hmm. They got diaper bags. The, the police are going to go through all of their bags. And then it's like going into a government building. You got to empty out your pockets, your wallet, and your keys, and the other belongings. And a lot of the younger people use smartphones, and uh, that opens a potential, too, for their wallets being stolen and their phones being stolen. Well, they're distracted for a second. You can have uh, a thief just waiting there to steal your stuff. So a thief is going to stand there surrounded by security personnel waiting to steal your stuff? Uh, well, there's very, uh, this, thieves are very quick with their hands. When when when, when when was the, hold on when was the last time that you went to an event like this where you had to walk through a security through a security gate? Well, last time I went is in a government building. I'm not and, talking about uh, a government building. That's a completely different scenario. When was the last time you went to a festival or an event or a concert and you had to walk through well, a security? I went, to, I went to the Madeira Feast, uh, you know, before uh, uh, COVID. But that didn't and, have a security uh, checkpoint then. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You're saying, you know, how do feel, people feel about it? Well, what I'm saying and is you're I trying to fear. You're trying to create fear over the idea that I'm people might steal things, fear. but you I'm don't know saying, how it actually works. I'm just telling you, is it opens up for pickpockets and other people there? Uh, it, it does not. Thieves. You, you, you are, you are absolutely wrong on that. Well, that's your opinion. It's not my but opinion. I'm just it's a people's fact. People's fears, and I know neighbors of mine, and we were talking about because they listen to the radio station too. And they say they're not going to be going because to go in there, it's like going to a, a prison. Well, they're wrong. Uh, checkpoints. And they're well, wrong, and that's I'm a dumb thing to what say. People sent to well, you can, you can tell them that I said that's a, that's a dumb thing to say. Uh, well, everyone, everyone has their own. But, you know, if they have these fears, whether they're, you know, uh, real or contrived. At, do, do they go, uh, do they go to concerts? People to, from going. Do they go to the Xfinity Center? Do they I go see concerts? I don't go deep into the weeds. The talk no, you just listen to what they say. That, and then I don't even think these people feet. exist. Yeah, that, you always about. bring up these people that tell you things that I don't even think exist. Well, that's up to you. My neighbors and my family members, we talk a lot about uh, what's going on in our city because we care about our city. So you had and, conversations uh, with and, them and, yesterday uh, about the feast and the feast security. And I'm telling you what, I, what I, I've been told by... Family members and, and some of my neighbors, because I talk to them, and that's how they feel about it. So you had now, those conversations you last not, night about you. you had those if conversations last night about the feast. You're not answering my question. What's what's the question? You had those conversations last night with people about the feast security. I had I had them after Barry's show. Okay, and, and what I did talk to my family members and, every and, day? And what did they tell you? I talked to them, and they said some of them told me it's crazy. And they, uh, they're not going to be going there to be patted down and, uh, and, and feel like they're going into a prison. Why in my they, opinion, wh- I told Barry, it's like going into a, a, prison, a prison yard. You know, so you're you're, you're going to be that's, inside that's a That's ludicrous gated, a, to say that it's like being in a prison yard. Why is it like being in a prison yard? 
Because you're going to be surrounded by fencing. You just said they're going to spend fifty thousand dollars on it's, a fence. It's, no, they're spending fifty thousand dollars on the security protocols overall, renting the uh, renting the uh, metal detectors and having the security and personnel six there. Six fences. It was said on your on your news station. Right. Unless somebody's lying to us. But it's not going to be. It's not like a fifteen foot high fence with barbed wire at the top. It's, it's fencing. Six foot fence. The six foot the, fence. And four checkpoints. The fencing is designed. The, the fencing is designed to filter people toward the entrances and to make sure that people aren't walking in without going through the security checkpoint. The same thing that happens at Gillette Stadium, at Fenway Park, at uh, you know Xfinity Center, at any place where there is but an this event. Is not a, this is not a stadium. But Jim Jim Vieira said too that on the Belleville Avenue side, it's going to be all fenced in. So you got to go by that. The checkpoints up on the top on Madeira Ave, which is the Earl, Earl, Earl Street. and Hathaway yep. Street, and then uh, he said another another uh, entrance point. But I'm just I'm just telling you uh, how I feel about it and how some of my family members feel about it. I don't talk to everybody on my street, but well, I talk about those neighbors close to, to me. They talk, they listen to the radio, and they ask my opinion let, on it. And I ask what did how they feel about let it. Let me offer this. Tell them, even though they have concerns about it and they they worry about how it'll be, tell them to just go anyway, give it a shot on the first day, see how they feel, and I guarantee all their fear, fears that they're having about this will subside. I'll try to talk some sense into them, but I, I can't guarantee, you know, that's going to sway them to the one way or another. That's all I can tell you, Tim. All right. Well, thank you for the call. You have a good all day. All right, Tim. And uh, let's see, we got the phone lines lit up. We'll try and get through uh, as many as, as we can, but I do have to take a break in a few moments. Uh, good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, Tim. Good morning. How you doing? You know, to be honest with you, I really can't understand what the whole hoopla is about the security at the Madeira Feast. Same. You know, you, you listen to people and you just, it gets to a point you can't win because you know very well that the committee's trying to do the best they can to keep everybody safe. So if they don't put security measures in place and something happens, then you're going to have the, the naysayers calling saying that, well, you know, why wasn't there security in place? So, you know, they're, they're trying to do their best to keep everybody safe, which I think is nowadays, like you said, doesn't matter where you go. You go to a sporting event, you go somewhere. They do have metal detectors and you have to deal with it. Um, it, it, it it's kind of become a little bit of the norm. So it's no big surprise to people. As far as the fence situation, I'm sure once people get in there and they start socializing and drinking and eating that whole whatever fence or no fence that's there people are not even going to pay attention to that you know it's going to be a little inconvenient probably because um there may be you know a little bit longer of a line um to get people through the metal detectors but you know what if you want to go you go and if you don't want to go you don't go that's just the way that's just the way things and, are. And if you if you don't want to go, there's a hundred thousand other people that are still going to go. Right. Um, the only thing you know that I just that kind of aggravates me that that and this is my opinion. You know, this has always been a family um, event for you know a hundred years, hundred fifty years, however it goes back. This is the hundred and seventh. Um, yeah. Okay. My thing is, you know, I, I just feel that the majority of the problems that happen is from 11 o'clock on. Um, I really think that if, you know, it's a family affair, most of the people, the families that go, they go, okay, even if they go at night, usually by 10, 30, 11 o'clock, they're out of there. Um, 
I really think that instead of closing it at midnight, maybe they should think about closing it at 11. Because even when they close it at midnight, it, they, the police and everybody have a hard time getting those a big majority of those stragglers out of the feast. You're looking at 1230, 1 o'clock, 130 in the morning. You know, the young kids are still hanging around, don't want to leave, and that's where you get a lot of the problems. And it, it also creates the argument, too, when you have something like the Whaling City Festival that happened last week where you're telling them, well, you got to close down at 8 o'clock. Right. And right. then when well, they say, well, why does the feast get to stay open until midnight? You're complaining because we're in a residential area. They're right in the heart of a neighborhood, yet they can stay open until midnight. Right. So I think that, you know, the, the security is good, but I really think that if we want to keep it, family-oriented, probably eliminate a lot of the major issues. You know, close it down at 11. People have gone. They had their carne asada. They had their wine. You know, they've had a good time. I mean, after 11, to be honest with you, there's really no point in being there. So, um, you know, that's just my opinion. Anyway, you have a good day, Tim. You as well. Take care. And, And I can understand if somebody called in and said, you know, I have a problem with the fencing because, you know, there's a lot of people in there. There's there's thousands of people in there at one time. And if something was to happen, you know, I don't feel like. I'd be safe with all those people trying to get out of four exits. If you had all those people trying to get out at one time, let me just tell you that in security situations like that, the security company that will be there running the security, if something like that was to happen, they can take down those barrier fences. They can get those out of the way and they can get you out of there. They can open up more exit points. So there's no reason to be afraid of that. I know I'm talking of something like maybe there's a, you know, a, a fire in one of the booths or something and everybody has to evacuate. If a bear somehow wanders in and everybody has to evacuate, they can make it so that you can get out of there quickly. There's no need to feel like you're, you're locked in once you get in there. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze in another quick call here, and then I'm going to have to take a break. But callers, hang on, because we will get to you after the news, uh, if that's the case. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Tim, that lady is absolutely a thousand percent right. She was a, that was a great call. She was, you know, it, it, that's exactly what it is. If stuff to happen at the feast, right, um, and there was no security, you would have the same guys. Same ladies calling. Why didn't they do this? Don't you remember last year one of the, one of the, a young kid? I remember hearing on the radio, um, and I'm positive about this. Uh, you know, they have spot checkers too. You know, people that just walk around and look at people that they might think that a little shady or young kids that are having beefs with other kids, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And there was a kid that was caught with a gun uh, walking in. Am I correct? Yep. All right. Um, uh, you're from Moyham, I'm from Moyham. You know they have the Cape Verdean Festival that's coming up. They do, yeah. What time do they close that Cape Verdean Festival? I don't know. I've never been there. I'm a, I'll till... tell you. It's 7 o'clock, and there's no alcohol, and sometimes there's up to 20,000 people just in downtown Austin, like the, like the fireworks, you know? Um, and there's been very few incidents. You know, every once in a while there'll be a little... Uh, maybe a fight down the street or et cetera, et cetera. But they have uh, uh, people on horses, uh, undercover cops. Uh, I mean, people everywhere that, that in law enforcement. No fences. You can't put a fence up there anyway. But that lady was absolutely 100% right. And you're right about that other gentleman. Very smart guy, but he always, 
Well, somebody told me, you know, what what is it? They they all run to each other and say, hey, guess what? They're going to put a fence. Let's talk about this and call the radio station and tell them about how bad it is. Yeah, I just want to hear from them. If if, if they're telling him that they feel that way, have them call me so that I can talk them down off the ledge and they can realize everything's going to be fine. Exactly. I I just got to hold you there because I got to take a break before the news. Okay. But I appreciate the call. You have a great day. Thank you. And uh, we'll take more of your calls coming up after the news. We'll be back in just a few moments. And now it is time to get you updated on all the news of the day with Adam Bass in the WBSM Newsroom. Closing statements are expected today in the sentencing phase in the trial of the man who murdered 11 people at a Pittsburgh synagogue. Robert Bowers was convicted last month in the 2018 mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue, and jurors now have to decide if he's eligible for the death penalty. If jurors do find him eligible, more witnesses and arguments may be presented before a final decision is made. If jurors find Bowers ineligible for the death penalty, he will be sentenced to life in prison. Former President Donald Trump is unlikely to participate in at least the first two Republican presidential primary debates. The news comes from Trump's longtime advisor, Jason Miller. In a recent interview, Miller said Trump's polling numbers are so strong against Republicans, it wouldn't make much sense for him to take part in the first few debates. Miller said Trump hasn't made a definitive decision on the matter yet, but is leaning towards not participating. The Northeast has been taking a beating from Mother Nature in the form of intense storms that have caused catastrophic flooding in many places, especially Vermont. Officials say floodwaters in the parts of the state surpassed levels seen when Hurricane Irene blew through the region back in 2011. More than 100 people have been rescued by the National Guard, and damage is estimated to be in the tens of millions of dollars. Later today, crews are expected to begin clearing debris from roadways in the capital city of Montpelier. Republicans in Virginia are making a push to get out the vote. Richard Stelling reports. Governor Glenn Youngkin is urging voters to cast their ballots early. In a video message yesterday, he said, We can't go into our elections down thousands of votes. The state's Republican Party is pushing for the same thing, asking people to join their permanent absentee ballot list. Voters can begin making their voices heard on September 22nd, with all 140 seats inside the Virginia State House up for grabs this year. I'm Richard Stelling. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has told Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky he belongs in NATO. Sunak and Zelensky met on the sidelines of the NATO summit in Lithuania today. The Prime Minister told the President that real progress has been made on providing security guarantees for Kiev in, La- in, in its fight against invading Russian forces. Zelensky has been frustrated by the reluctance of NATO's member states to agree on a timetable for Ukraine to join the alliance. There's reaction from both sides of the de- of the aisle on the debate following the vote of Iowa's new abortion rules. Protesters both for and against the new abortion bill packed the statehouse Tuesday as lawmakers debated. Lawmakers late Tuesday approved the bill, which bans nearly all abortions once a fetal heartbeat is detected, usually after just six weeks of pregnancy. And screen time is now an issue with zoo animals in Canada. Bree Tennis has details. 
Officials at the Toronto Zoo have put out a plea to visitors to stop showing gorillas cell phone videos. They say some of the content being shown could be upsetting and affect their relationship and behavior within their gorilla family. Behavioral husbandry officials say most of the videos shown are benign, but they want to encourage the wild animals to stay wild. So screen time is gone. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Boston Red Sox play the Chicago Cubs Friday at Wrigley Field following the All-Star break. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. It is feeling like a hot summer day outside. Mostly sunny skies today, high of 89 degrees. Heading into our evening hours, that humidity levels on the rise. We're going to be mostly clear, reaching a low of 68 tomorrow. A mixture of sun and clouds, not as hot, only a high of 83. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. It is currently 74 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. You are listening to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. doubt today you're going to have the AC blasting, whether it be central air or whether it be those window units, whatever it might be, you're going to have it blasting and you probably are worrying how much of that is going right out the window. How much of that is going right out the top of your home through a leaky roof? Well, call Precision Window and Kitchen because they can come and take a look and they can get you fixed up. They can replace your roof if you need a new roof. And they can get that done quickly for you so you can start holding in the AC a lot faster. They can also replace your windows as well. Maybe it's time to get those windows replaced. Maybe they're drafty and you didn't even realize it all winter that you were letting the heat go out. Now you're just letting all that expensive air conditioning go out. They can take care of that too. Maybe you don't have air conditioning. Maybe you need to have those screens in your windows to let all the fresh air in and to cool you down. They can make sure that all your screens are fully repaired and ready to withstand all of the bugs and everything else that tries to come in through them. No matter what it might be, Precision Window and Kitchen is the place to call because they've been doing it for almost 30 years and they do it better than anybody. You can stop by their showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue and you can talk with them about your project or you can go online to their website, precisionwindowandkitchen.com and find out about all of their services and the fabulous materials that they work with. Precision Window and Kitchen is the place to call for all of your window, door, roof, remodel needs, no matter what it is, it's Precision Window and Kitchen's purview. All right, we got to go back to the phones because they are lit up, but we do have room for you at 508-996-0500. We're talking about the new security measures at the Feast. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Mr. Weisberg. How you doing? Uh, you know, when I was young and we went to the Feast, we enjoyed it. You know, graduate school, you don't see your friends, but when you go to the Feast, there they are. You have a good time. And you clean everything up after you go home. We are living in a much different place today. So the protection measures they want to put there, I'm not against that. But I have, uh, this is what I think about the mothers with the kids. There's, I think mothers and fathers ought to bring their children as early as they can, as long as the feast is open, 
let them have their ice cream and their little kitty rides and everything else. And like 7.30, 8 o'clock, bring them home to some responsible adult and then go back and have your adult time, get drunk, do what you want. As long as your kids are home, I don't see anything wrong with that. They have their fun, then they go home. But to see a young mother, and I've seen it myself, walking around the feast, 10 o'clock at night, the kid is sound asleep, knocked out on the stroller, the mosquitoes are chewing the kid. I mean, have your fun and take them home and then go back if you want to. That's the adult time, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Now, that, together with the protection they're going to put there now, it might be a little bit better than it was. Well, and, and, and listen, the, the president of the feast and the treasurer of the feast both, I mean, the president of the club and the treasurer of the feast both said, you know, this is going to be a learning curve. This is something that we are doing. This is the first time we're doing this. It's the first time this company, even though they're professionals and they've done this at lots of places, the first time they'll be in New Bedford handling the feast. So it's right. going to be a learning curve and they're going to figure things yeah. out. So it might not be 100% smooth this year, but they'll no. take those lessons and they'll they'll apply them to future and years. And I, I think adults will get used to that after all because we need to have that and the world we live in today anybody could walk in there with knives in their pockets and guns in it in their shirts and would you want to take a chance with the kids though like i said have fun take them home and go back if you have to that's my advice and i hope everybody has a good time all right well thank you for the call thank you have a good day you as well 508-996-0500 good morning you're next on wbsm hey good morning what's on your mind uh, what's on my mind? Uh, my brother Ray and my sisters Cheryl and Mary—they're they're New Bedford residents and they're taxpayers. And they're gonna love it. They're gonna love it, love it to have it, and uh, they're gonna enjoy it. I'm sure. But like I told them, I'm not going because uh, I've just been around a long time, and to me, it's nothing more than a soft target—a real soft target, like a school. I mean, the defenses is irregardless. I, I just don't trust our government. I think it's uh, no more that it could be a potential wet market like Wuhan uh, to reintroduce something. Um, I don't trust the government. I don't like it. I don't like the lies that we get from the government all the time. So, therefore, Gillette Stadium, the TD Garden, and this festive activity, which is all over the state, we celebrate festivities. But it's not for me. You know, I, I heard this uh, two masks, no masks, six feet apart, eight feet apart. Hydroxychloroquine is no good for you now. It's the greatest thing going. Uh, too many lies. The climate's wrong. And um, the attitude in this country is uh, anti-everything, anti-family. So, so, but all, all of that keeps you from going out and enjoying something like the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament? Yes, 100%. 1,000%, 10 million percent. I mean, I've spent the last 20-something years of my life going to sporting events, covering sporting events, going to large events, and, and I would never, it would never enter into my mind that there's any kind of, you know, government conspiracy to, to take me out by going to these events to somehow make me sick or, or control me in any way. Thank God. I am so glad to hear that. There maybe there's hope for this country. But you're talking to somebody who was shot at for two years, poisoned twice, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I had, I was just like you, but at some point you got to recognize that uh, some people were more equal than others. And I don't think my, I'm just not into it. It's, it's too much. It's a soft target. And uh, because everything in this country right now has got a rub to it got a, a, a underbelly they want to talk about. 
and I, wait, I'm not going to break it down and wander off the uh, the uh, reservation again, but I'm just going to tell you something. That's a voice of experience. Uh, you know, anything goes wrong. If anything goes wrong, and a lot of people are disappointed um, with this event and everything, not not for the not for the sa- sacredness of it and the wonder of it all, but the outsiders and and the outsiders connected with the insiders, the troublemakers. I don't trust the government. Simple as that. Not in the better government, state government, federal, especially federal. It's a soft target. No, I just don't want nothing to do with it. Now, for the kids, and they're like you, we never had a thought of it. Go, go, dance with it. Dance with the devil. I don't care what the hell you do. But I know for me, with my knowledge, i got to respect my gut feeling. All right. Well, you have a good day, and, uh, and, yeah. I, and I, hope you, I hope you start to feel a little bit better about all that. Take it easy. 508-996-0500. Um, I'm... I don't think that that's something that you need to be concerned with. I don't think you need to be concerned with, you know, what what's the government going to do to you at the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament? It's been going on for 107 years. It's actually been around for longer than that, but they missed a couple of years because of COVID. So this this is not, you know, it's not. You don't have to worry about being part of some uh, experiment or. I, I just I, I'm trying to follow that logic. You know, caller's a good guy. He's a good caller. But I think that's just a little bit too out there for me to even entertain. I think that it is a great event put on by a local organization that dedicates themselves to doing this on a volunteer basis, bringing in a lot of revenue to help with scholarships and to help with other nonprofits in the city. You know, there will be attention for whoever gets the scholarships because... Those, those students deserve to be recognized for their accomplishments and for their hard work. But a lot of the stuff that the Feast Committee does and that the club does over the year does not get recognized, does not make the newspapers or... Well, <laughs> newspaper, what makes the newspapers anymore? Uh, and two or three weeks after you hear it here. So the, you know, it doesn't make the news when they do some of these things because they, that's just how they want to operate. They just want to do good in the community. That's their mission. So I don't, I don't think we need to tie in all kinds of, you know, conspiracies to what might happen at the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. That's, and that's not what the security is about. This security is unfortunately about all the other disturbing things that have happened at other events from people who are disturbed and look at these events as, you know, to use that caller's word, a target. I also wonder, because it was the police who initiated these security requests, and I was wondering how much of this might be because the police are undermanned. The police are short-staffed. We see the post from the New Bedford Police Union all the time on, on their Facebook page that says, you know, this is how short-staffed we are today. So I wonder, are these security measures being put in place, these, the this security barrier fencing, these checkpoints, is this all because there won't be enough manpower, person power, you know what I mean, but that there won't be enough people down there, for law enforcement personnel down there to be able to secure the feast as they have in years past? Can they not afford to put that many people on, on that detail? And I asked somebody that I know in law enforcement about that, and they said, I, I don't think that that's a concern at all because you've got people from other police departments all over the area who want to volunteer to be part of that detail. 
I mean, obviously not volunteer. They're going to get paid, but they want they want to be part of that detail. It's a very popular detail for people to take. And why not? Because even though you're there doing the job, you're surrounded by revelry, great music. I'm sure it's a little bit of a temptation to smell all that great food and you're, you're working, you can't stop and go eat something. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm not surprised that it is so popular. And I've heard from other law enforcement personnel, too, that they, they love working the feast. So I don't know that that's, that's the reason why the police are doing it. Just in case you were thinking that that's why they're putting it in place, because they're, they're short-staffed. I think it's more just because this is the reality of the world that we live in now. And it makes their jobs harder to have it just be anybody can walk in from any direction. 508-996-0500. I'm waiting for somebody to call in and make the, uh, the, the open borders comparison. I know somebody out there is thinking it. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break. Be back in a few moments. <laughs> Welcome back in 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Oh, good morning, Tim. It's on your mind. Oh, not much. You know, the way I feel is like I, I feel safer being at the feast than I do going or leaving the feast. Get what I'm saying? Yep. And there there will be a security perimeter around yeah. the, the feast grounds, too, to help with that. Yeah. So, you know, I don't mind about those uh, fences. They, you know, if, if it makes it, if it can stop that one person... Because, you know, there's always a first time. If you right. can stop that one person, hey, I think it's worth it. So you know, that's my two cents. So. And, you, and you won't feel like you're trapped in there? You won't feel like you're in prison no. when you're in there? No, I mean, you know, like I said, it's like, I feel like a couple of, a friend of mine years ago, he got mugged leaving the feast. So that's why I'm saying. It's like I, I feel safer being there than I do leaving, so. And, and, and let's keep in mind, too, not all of the crime that happens around the feast yeah. is necessarily, you know, actual crime. A lot of it is just people get drunk and they do stupid things. Yeah, I've seen plenty of that. Yeah. Hey, when, when are you going to do the uh, Spooky South Coast? Uh, we will not be on this week for sure because I am going to be out of, I'm, I'm going to be uh, visiting Gettysburg this weekend. All right. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe early August we'll come back because I got a couple things coming up Saturday nights uh, the rest of this month. Stay spectacular. All right, you as well. Take care. And uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've told people to stay spectacular. But I, yeah, we're on a little bit of a hiatus from Spooky South Coast. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back. We'll certainly, definitely be back in time for the fall. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the next couple of weeks that I'll be out for. I have a couple of ghost hunt events and a couple of uh, weekends where I'll be traveling. And then in you know September. There's a lot of stuff going on on the weekends. A lot of uh, maybe we can get some best of spookies going for you. And if you miss spooky South Coast, you can always check out the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, we'll have to start getting them up on the WBSM podcast. We don't have them up there, though, because they predate the WBSM podcast. We've been doing the spooky South Coast podcasts since 2006. So, you know, this was well, well, well before uh, we were even Town Square Media, let alone had Town Square Media podcasting. So. These podcasts have been out there for forever. I can't believe that we're we're closing in on 18 years. It'll be 18 years in January of having done Spooky South Coast. We'll, we will finally be legal this coming January. 
I can't wait till the show turns 21 and we can take it out to drink. Uh, 508-996-0500. Going to take one more break in the hour and we'll be back in a few. And welcome back. In just a few moments, we'll be going into the news. When we come back on the other side, we'll take more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500. More of your app chat messages. We'll get into some of those as well coming up in the next hour as we are talking about these new security measures that will be in place at the Feast this year, which you can read about at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. We have the exclusive story thanks to the hard work of Barry and Marcus and everybody here on the team yesterday. So you can check out that story. Uh, also, what you can check out too is if you're looking for a great place to get a quick, easy, delicious, and affordable lunch, why not visit Alianza Restaurant? It's located on Cove Street in New Bedford. Not only can you go there and have a delicious dinner and dine outdoors, when you dine outdoors, they're actually offering half-price apps. But if you go and dine outdoors today, the special of the day is stuffed fillets. That's tonight's dinner special. And again, you can get half-price apps when you dine, dine outdoors. But also, if you're looking for a quick, easy lunch, stop by Alianza because they have their weekday quick bite lunch special from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can get any sandwich except for steak with fries for just 6 bucks. It comes packaged up to take with you back to work or over to the beach or wherever you may be going. You know, Stop by there, grab a $6 lunch, head on down to Fort Tabor, have yourself a nice afternoon. Alianza Restaurant, Cove Street in New Bedford, or find them online at alianzarestaurant.com.